Today's sponsor is Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash baldmove for a free audiobook download. Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we're back. It has been far too long since I have strapped on a microphone uh, and done some podcasting, especially about a show this good. Yeah, your video casts on Falling Skies <laughs> just not scratching the same itch, you say? Oh, God, no. God, no. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's, it's a TNT show, so what do you expect in the first place? Explosions. Uh, yeah, explosions and melodrama, and you get plenty of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super happy to be back and super psyched for this new season, the final season of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I kind of it's it's kind of a bittersweet experience. Yes, totally. I've got more to say on that topic once we get into the the meat of things, but uh, yeah, I've got I'm, I'm equal parts excited and nervous. I feel like. Uh, I'm the parent about to watch a kid do this really high, my kid do this really high pressure, like piano recital or something. <laughs> Gilligan is your child. Or v- right. Villigan. <laughs> yeah. Or Walt or Jet or, you know, I don't know where this analogy all, you know, hooks right. up and starts making tracks, but it eventually will. Okay, uh, got, so I hear you have some news up front to talk about. We do. We have some big news. Uh, during the off season, we actually ran a Kickstarter project for this podcast, Breaking Good, uh, and because we wanted to basically improve our coverage. We wanted to get uh, uh, a couple of things extra done, and uh, a couple of backers were kind enough to help us out with that. Um, in fact, uh, 229 of y'all uh, threw us some filthy, filthy luchadors. And uh, we're able to uh, – we're, we're going to bring back the instant take reviews that we had for Season 4. Uh, those will be posted uh, the night of Breaking Bad airs. We're doing instant take podcasts for every episode. So that means as soon as the episode's done, we're going to fly to our mics, fly to our mics, and we're going to record a 20- to 30-minute cast of just our general reactions – and we're going to edit that sucker and get it out the door, hopefully within an hour or two of the episode uh, airing. Um, we're going to have a voicemail line open for backers to leave us uh, voicemail feedback. So we got a lot of cool things. If you wanted to check out, it's too late to, 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 to put in money, any, any money into our hat. But if you want to check out the project to see uh, all the new stuff, all the new stretch goals, um, you can go to kickstarter.baldmove.com. Check it out. It's got a video introduction by Jim and I. Uh, breaking it all down for you might be some entertainment value there uh so we're really excited um i do want to say for to all of the backers uh that there has been some surveys gone out this week uh that we need your response to so we can get some of these orders fulfilled things like you know t-shirt sizes your preferences on some of the stretch goals except your address information for fulfillment uh if you haven't gotten that email check your spam filter the email is entitled and it's a mouthful Response needed to deliver your reward for Breaking Good, a Breaking Bad podcast final season by Bald Move. And it was sent by no dash reply at kickstarter.com. If it's not in your spam filter, send us an email at breakinggood at baldmove.com, and I will hustle that survey out to you 
uh, via email, and uh, we'll get it taken care of that. I just, just want to make sure no one gets skipped. And this Only is a good opportunity to talk about it. left, so... Wait, tons of people have responded. Only sixteen left. So yeah, I think people are excited to get their get their hands on their loot. Yeah, the sooner those last sixteen get it in, the sooner everybody gets their stuff. So yeah, uh, so that's all the uh, the big news that we got to talk about. Our podcast is will be released on Tuesday as normal. We actually, fun fact, we recorded this podcast la- this Tuesday. Uh, but we had an audio problem that just caused this really shitty static uh, throughout the entire thing that we didn't catch until it was already in the can. So we decided to just delete that, uh, and we're re-recording again. But from here on out, we will be out on Tuesday, uh, late Tuesday evening, early Tuesday, uh, early, yeah, yeah, late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, depending on your time zone. Come hell or high water. Yep. All right. Enough of that crap. Let's talk some Breaking Bad. <laughs> Good idea. Well, uh, where are we starting? Okay, I got uh, to touch on what I was talking about in the introduction, or to bring it back full circle and cover it. I think it'd be fun to kind of debate how this final season could impact the show's overall legacy, okay? Especially when you compare to shows like Mad Men or Homeland or others where an iffy final season or if they don't quite wrap things up in a satisfying manner, I don't think it would have as big of an impact. I really think that Vince Gilligan is walking a bit of a tightrope, that he's got to satisfy like 90% of the viewership, or it's going to seriously change how the way we feel about the series. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, so I, I agree to a point. I think, yes, that will probably affect most people's enjoyment of the series overall, uh, mine slightly. Like if he totally fucks up these last six, these last eight episodes, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. It would tarnish the the whole thing. But I've had, and I've always maintained this, that I have such a good time just watching Breaking Bad and all the pieces that make the show so good come together. Um, and, and it's not one of those like super super story driven shows or, or character developments like uh, Mad Men or something like that, but. It's got such good acting. It has such good uh, score by Dave Porter. It has like all these elements that make it just fun to watch, you know. And I think even if he screws up these last eight, I've had such a good ride so far that it would suck, but it wouldn't totally ruin the whole thing for me. Yeah, I can kind of get behind that. The only thing I'm worried about is that you know this episode, this show is kind of unique in that it's about a, you know, it's like Villigan's always said, it's, it's taking Mr. Scarface, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, now I've come, I just saying that I've rewrote my brain and I can't get it right. Uh, Mr. it's taking Scarface. Mr. Chips, it's taking Mr. Chips and turning him into Scarface, right? Yeah. So the whole thing, you know, and you go back to the pilot and he says, you know, that the study of chemistry is about the study of change. Uh, if you don't nail that arc and, and where you ended is just as important as where you begin it. I just feel like you're going to go and be looking at season three and four if you catch it on, you know, Netflix or uh, AMC, and you're going to be kind of like a slight, you know, wince where instead of being like, oh yeah, this is awesome, it's going to be like, oh man, this turns into crap later. You know, you could be right about that because I went back and I watched the first few seasons, mm-hmm. and I was amazed at how well paced the show is. I mean, the mm-hmm. the build from that Mr. Chips character to Mr. Scarface has been uh, perfectly paced, in my opinion. Right. 
I think they have constructed these seasons to all kind of end where Walt is now in a totally new position uh, from where he started that season. And, like, a big bad has been dealt with. Uh, his He and Jesse's relationship has changed a lot. And that's so good, and that pacing is so strong that you might be right. Like, if they totally throw off the pacing at the end, it could suck. Uh, but I'm, I got my fingers crossed, and I, I trust Villigan enough from what he's done in the past four and a half seasons to not screw it up. Oh, he's got so an he's got a huge amount of faith and credit built up with me to oh, where yeah. it's not a real doubt. It's just kind of one of those things where um, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that it's going to impact my enjoyment of the series or of the of this final <laughs> season because I'm going to be kind of on pins and needles and like, oh, where's this going? Is it going to is it going to tie up all the loose ends? Is it going to do this or that? And it's just kind of like you know, Star Wars. I was a huge Star Wars fan. And then the prequels came out, and I've got to be honest, it dumped a lot of cold water on my youthful Star Wars enthusiasm. So <laughs> it's possible to do that. And again, it's like, you know, if Matt Weiner, Matthew Weiner, uh, fucks up the last episode of Break uh, of Mad Men, it's like, eh, okay. But, you know, it doesn't feel like Mad Men's building anywhere. It's just this interesting character study. Oh, where Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad absolutely is. And I just feel like they, they, they have to hit it, so... Um, I'm also shifting gears a little bit. Um, I'm kind of a little disappointed in the preseason hype machine that, uh, AMC has trotted out. Like compared to, uh, you know, season four, uh, you know, Walt is the danger and they had those awesome, uh, you know, high contrast shots of him. Uh, uh, of Walt and Jesse with the super orange and the hazardous substances. And then last year, as he said, had the hail to the king with him, you know, looking badass and his cooking gear behind this, you know, mountain of money and stuff. This year, we've had a couple of like ensemble shots of them just kind of wearing dress casual JCPenney catalog stuff. <laughs> uh, remember my name is, is that's a weak uh, slogan. Honestly. It is weak. It, it is weak. Say, it's not like Say My Name, where there's a an implied degree of toughness behind it. It's like, Remember My Name implies that the, that the ship has sunk, mm. and that now there's nothing left except the memory. You know? Yeah, you, you remember the Alamo after it got, got sacked. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't remember uh, the Alamo if it was still this awesome base, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and I just think of some of the preseason, you know, trailers we've seen in other episodes. Like, we got basically Ozymandias uh, read, dramatic reading by Brian Cranston in front of a bunch of uh, Quetzalcoatl, Polilali, Dula, Day style. What, what, what's the name of that fucking Kalieski, Col- <laughs> Connie? Well, Koyaskazi. Col- At some Koy- point, you're going to have to actually watch this and, and learn how to pronounce it. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I started to watch it on Netflix uh, uh, over the winter, and it, I couldn't make it 15 minutes. Yeah, you're gonna have to like, I don't know, drop acid or something. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Although I gotta say, in that Ozymandias trailer, I really like the cinematography. It was, I, it was fantastic. It is, and I was excited when we see the pork pie hat, you know, in the desert with the sand blowing over it. Um, it, it, remi- it reminds me of the uh, Narco uh, Corridor music video that I've been saying a long time. It's been one of my long-time predictions that I think uh, that uh, Walt will die out in the desert in his he- Heisenberg outfit. 
Maybe at the hands of Jesse. I think that's my exact prediction, actually. It might be. We're uh, going to go over the predictions later. So okay, cool. We'll I figured there. I'd figure you'd, you'd bring those back to haunt me. Um, <laughs> but and, and you know they had the Comic Con panel, which was entertaining. I don't, did you see that? I did not. No. It, it featured Brian Cranston making out with a, uh, <laughs> a a a life mask of himself. So that was interesting. Yeah, I saw but, shots from it. And there's been a lot of kind of like farewell tour type interviews and stuff with with Vince and and uh, Brian and Aaron and all those guys. But it just I, I don't know. Is is there anything from the preseason hype machine that has got you like super pumped up other than just Breaking Bad coming out? No, the only other thing I can remember from preseason hype is those three uh, very very short teaser trailers, which yeah. were basically a single shot of like Hank driving down the street very angrily. Jesse lying under this his coffee table, um, and I forget what Walt was doing, uh, but but they were very short. They were like three seconds, and it the, there was no dialogue, nothing. They really put the tease in teaser. <laughs> they did, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, the thing that's most got me excited for the season is, you know, I follow Aaron Paul on Twitter, as I'm sure many people do, and his steady stream of, holy shit, I can't believe what I'm fucking reading when he'd get the scripts for the season. Um really got me amped up because, you know, he last said that about, you know, season four, season five. I mean, I, I kind of think that season three, four, and five of Breaking Bad represent, you know, season one was was, was good. Season two was, was good. But season three, four, and five are on a whole other level. Yeah. Like, yeah. it really took the leap. And if, if, if he's saying this about this next season, I'm thinking that, you know, us Breaking Bad fans are going to get satisfied. I hope so. Uh, anything you've seen that's a cause for concern, other than just the lack of really exciting footage and whatnot? No, not yet. So I read an article interviewing Vince, and I think it was yeah, it was Vulture magazine, and he's his quote was, "We're not going to please everyone." Uh, this is what I keep telling myself so I can sleep at night. It's going to be polarizing, no matter how you slice it. Uh, he also says he thinks the end of Casablanca is pretty much perfect, uh, which kind of concerns me because that's got a very famously bittersweet, you know, ending, although it was very satisfying. Is something like that where he says, when I hear the end is polarizing, I think the series finale of Sopranos. I think the series finale of Lost. I think message boards. Uh, I don't I don't uh, think the series finale of Lost was polarizing. I think it just sucked ass. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, there was people taking, you know, some people thought it was the perfect way to end it, and other people, you know, were very unsatisfied. I've never and, talked to anybody who liked it, so. Really? Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, so I, so I get your yeah. point there. It's like, the, those kind of let down those really great shows in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the, my sum of my expectations and uh, hesitations for this season. Uh What's the other thing I want to talk about before we get into like you know the, the listener feedback and whatnot? Uh, Nina Perez, uh, Perez sent us in a question: What did we think, or what do we think about the, all the talk of this Saul, the Better Call Saul spinoff series, which I think oh. is confirmed at this point? It's like happening. I think it's a really bad idea. I don't think a character who has been uh, as trivial, I guess, uh, he hasn't been in the show much, so I. I'm not sure what they would do if they had to feature him full-time, but I don't think his character is one that we want to see full-time. He's like uh, 
the butter that you put on the bread. He's not the bread. Right. He is not the one who breads. He's the one who butters. No. Yeah. I, I think you're right, and and we're big Saul Goodman fans, right? Huge. We're big yeah. Odenkirk fans. What he does and what he brings to the show, and especially later seasons, is vital. But stretch that out to 21 minutes or 48 minutes for 13 episodes a season, and I, I don't know. I mean, unless – especially I – mean, there's no way they'd keep the same tone, right? It would turn into, like, some kind of <laughs> it's always sunny in Albuquerque kind of thing with him <laughs> – and Huel and and Charlie uh, Day, that the, I might watch. <laughs> With the advent- and, and the uh, ginger uh, car wash inspector, I can't remember <laughs> yeah. what his uh, his character's name is. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm I'm this Max of the Lone Gunman, which was a short lived spin off series that Chris Carter trotted out after, or I think concurrent with the final seasons of the X Files. It flopped for the same reasons. You had very strong, interesting characters that were that way when they're meted out over small measured doses. But once you had to start building plots on them, there wasn't any there there. So I understand why everyone's doing it. Yeah. Uh, I understand why uh, Odenkirk's doing it. I understand why uh, Vince is given the go ahead. I understand why whoever's going to pick up the show would, would be interested in trying to cash in on it. I just don't think it's going to work. Yeah. I am of the opinion that they did a really good thing by ending the show when they are ending it. Uh, and that any attempt to kind of milk what has become this really big, awesome franchise is just going to sully it eventually, you know? Yeah, which is, you know, that's one of the things, and I think we've talked about this before, that we both love about the series is that they are going out on top. I mean, they could do this X-Files style and spin it out until Cranston refuses and he dies and... Then it's it's the Jesse story, and he recruits another apprentice, and you know it's like, you know, go tell your story and get out. Yeah, all the all the really successful iconic shows we remember do that, and I, I was glad to see. And this feels like almost like they're hedging their bets. Yeah. So well, no, I think what it is is they just have this really successful show, and they don't want to lose that success. You know, I mean, the stuff that AMC has been doing lately. Yeah, they want their cake. They want. Yeah. They want their creative cake by getting out, but they want their figurative cake or their literal cake, <laughs> their money cake, uh, to keep <laughs> rolling in. So, like I said, I understand. I just don't think it's a good decision long term. You, I believe, have a character by character breakdown and some predictions to uh, sure. ply me with uh, yeah, before we so get to the listener feedback. I think it's kind of vital in the uh, season preview that we go over kind of the state of each character where they're at yeah, in the where, story where the chessboard was last left yep uh so i think we should start obviously with walt i mean he's the major player here as far as we know walt is totally out of the game the end of last mm-hmm. season he said i'm out he told skyler that indeed uh how out of the game do you think walt is Ah, uh, well, I mean, that was one thing because I've listened to quite a few of our podcasts uh, to kind of prep for the season. And that's one thing I was kind of incredulous. Like, you just can't do that. I mean, if, if there's one thing I've learned in five seasons of watching The Wire, you can't just be like, you know what? I've made enough money. Uh, I, I'm all good. I'm just going to back away. And, you know, I understand I'm depriving you criminal people of a serious income stream. Yeah. And, and kind of making you look like fools. But that's you're going to understand that, right? <laughs> it's just it's just not going to happen, especially the way Walt went in, big swinging dick on these guys. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a bad feeling about that. I think uh, he's going to try to get out because I honestly kind of believe him that he he saw this pile of money and Skyler made a very good argument how much is enough. Oh, I think and he's I think had he's, a change of heart. Yes, yes. Absolutely. But can he get out clean? Is Declan going to let him out? Is is uh, everyone else who's swarming around him going to let him out? Hank certainly well, isn't. Well, uh, okay, so let's 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 – because this is kind of like the perfect storm. There's like five storm fronts moving against Walt here. Okay. You've got you've got Hank and the DEA, right? Yep. And then we'll go into Hank. I'm going to save my thoughts on Hank until we get to section. We got Declan, mm-hmm. who is the connection that uh, Mike set him up with, and and he supplied the methylamine. Or no, he was offering to buy the methylamine, but but he decided Walt talked him into cooking for him instead. You've got the Mexican uh, drug cartels. I mean, they were completely lying low last year because they got decapitated. I think what they're are done. the? You think they're done? Uh, the three heads are done. Uh, Bolsa's dead. He was dead in like season three. Uh, well, no shit, they're done. But do you? Eladio's I mean, done. Do you, Gus is dead. I I think your position is the Mexican cartel is just going to roll up shop and and go home. No, no, no. There's, I I think we're done with them in this story. Every connection that Walt had to the Mexican cartel is gone. Now. What about the videotape of Jesse cooking that they recorded? Uh, good question. I don't know. I mean, I mean if, if they're looking for a place for revenge, I mean, I'm just saying that's a possibility. Yeah, We've got the, the vicious sons of fucking anarchy, uh, prison gang that Walt recruited to, uh, silence all of, uh, Mike's guys. Yep. Uh, I think they want to get paid and they want to see, uh, Todd continuing his criminal enterprises and they're going to be none too happy about, uh, Walt's decision. And again, it's not one of those things where they're going to just respect his decision. Um, you've got the possibility of a ch- you know some former Chilean death squad members coming back to get revenge <laughs> on uh, for for Gustavo. You know, they never expanded on that. They they hinted at this Colombian uh, background of his, or I'm, I'm sorry, Chilean background of his, and they never expanded on it. Yeah. Do you think they're going to, or do you think that's kind of like? Uh, just a thread that they they feel they have closed off and they just want to leave kind of ambiguous i don't know i mean one thing that also came out in one of these interviews is that vince said that we are tying up all loose threads this season yeah now does he consider that a loose thread or was that just background texture to make gus even more badass you know the legend of gus you know, even greater than it already was at the time well that's the thing they also have that thread that i feel has been mostly addressed with gretchen um, and their their relationship, I feel like that has been hinted at enough that we kind of instinctually understand that there was a relationship between them and things went south, uh, and Walt just couldn't handle that and, and took off. But that's kind of just my reading into it. I don't really know that. Um, so, and then you also, I mean, this is a very outside opportunity, but uh, what are the odds that there was some, you know, Eastern European block gangsters involved in the madrigal electromotive deal as well yeah with lydia uh, that they they might they might be pissed that the north american money stream is shut off so i don't know i mean walt certainly has an array of forces lined up against him and there's no fucking way he's just going to be able to get out i mean these last eight episodes we see i mean that's i bitched about it at the time but i gotta say villigan had stones to do that flash forward yeah because we know roughly how this is going to end it's going to end with walton hiding uh with walt armed for bear and presumably a violent confrontation uh coming his way 
Yeah, definitely. Are we ready to move on to someone else? So we want to flog yeah, on Walt a little bit. Let's move on to Jesse. Uh, Jesse also out of the game. And Jesse feels to me like he's really actually out of the game. And I think he's got a better chance of, of being out um, yeah. because he was always kind of like this, the second banana. Um, his biggest problem is going to be the fact that deck, you know, that Walt, again, big swinging dick, uh, we're the two best meth cooks, you know, so he, he kind of yeah. put his face on that milk carton. Yeah, the look uh, Jesse him. gives him when he says that is like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I just it's... told you I was out. Um, and, and obviously, you know, Jesse's terrified of Walt. Uh, oh, yeah. That, their, their final meeting where Walt gave him the money he owed him. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Jesse deals with that. Yeah. Because I think the way Jesse views this money is, is you know, it's, t- it's tainted at this point. Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, uh, well, we'll talk about it later in the spoiler section. Do uh, you think... Yeah. Do you uh, are we talking predictions at this point, or are we just giving overviews of what's going on with the characters? Uh, let's just keep with the overviews. Let's move on All to right. Skyler. Uh, Skyler was told by Walt that he was out of the game. Uh, does she believe Walt? And what is her move if that's the case? Yeah, I think she does believe it. I I feel like that around the pool when they had the Schraders over in the final scene, you know, before the fateful shit. Uh, I feel like that was Skyler and Walt and their entire family is relaxed and, you know, intimate as I've seen them in the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. I mean, there might be some points late in the first season or early in the season two before Skyler started realizing the fuck was going on where there was still a lot of, you know, love and, and intimacy, but it was built on bullshit. I mean, this is now authentic. They, they've got all their cards on the table they know what each one of them is capable of. Um, you know, I'm I'm worried. Uh, we're talking about these three, the 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 Holy Trinity here, Walt, Jesse, and and uh, Skyler. I feel like Walt and Skyler are fucked because you know Vince has always said that this is this show. He believes in karma and karmatic debt, and uh, or karmic debt, and they've incurred a huge load. And so has Jesse, but Jesse's kind of paid the tab as he's gone. You know, yeah. yeah. Who has gotten his ass kicked more savagely on more occasions? <laughs> Starting uh, on episode one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, who's gotten, who's had more personal loss? His family's turned his back on him. His girlfriend died. His ne- other girlfriend's son, Brock, got poisoned because of uh, his involvement, although he doesn't know that. That's, that's one of the big questions we've got. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Jesse has got the best chance to get away from this just because he's kind of paid it as he's gone, where Skyler and Walt have ran from it and successfully they've lost remarkably little, all, yeah. all told. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Um, I, I like the idea that – and one of my predictions that we'll talk about later is that Jesse is uh, going to break good, which I I don't know if that's come true yet uh, quite, but – I, th- I think, like you said, he's kind of paid his debt. Right. Right on. Uh, let's move on to Hank. Hank has now realized that Walt is Heisenberg, and he doesn't have a whole lot of actual evidence to support that. But yeah. in his head, everything is lining up. And in the real world, everything is lined up. Just he needs to convince other people of that now. Ex- exactly. He's He's got the case. He's broke the case. Now yeah. he needs to build it. And he's in this weird position where he's had all these little coincidences that come into focus. Um, how long do you think it's going to take him to, to, to do that? 
and and also what are what's working against Hank right now? Um, I, I like well, he, I think the big thing working against Hank is just the fact that he he has all this stuff running around in his head, but there's not a lot of real solid evidence out there anymore. But think about this: uh, his old boss Merker, uh, the former. Um, you know, deputy director of the DEA of Albuquerque or whatever, or the regional office, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he got, had to resign in disgrace because of his close association of Gus with Gus. Hank is fucking Walt's brother-in-law. In fact, if you look at the events that happened in seasons like two and three, where, you know, Hank engaged in that shootout with, um, Tuco, uh, tight, tight, tight. Uh, where he got in, in shootout the cousins, where it's basically a drug hit. You know, they came out of nowhere on this guy. I, he, it's, it's. You could start to build the case that, uh, well, Hank was Walt's muscle. Yeah, on the sly. Yeah. Almost sure. Um. So he's got, and then that. all the debt uh, that he had for his medical bills that Walt paid. Oh and yeah, that's, that's another hanging thread there for Hank. And, and and can you imagine when they say, "Well, where did you think this money came from?" Well, he said he won up counting cards. Uh, it's like <laughs> they're going to be like, "Come on!" And yeah. imagine if he if he goes to Gomi. Okay, they've just shut down this blue sky meth business, and they they put it into case solve files. He comes back to Gomi and says, oh, "Look, I think this Heisenberg's still out there, and I think it's my brother in law." <laughs> Yeah, Gomez is going to look at him like he just got a third arm grown out of his forehead, right? Sure. Like, no, yeah. He's going to have to work. He's going to have to work this by himself until he gets some compelling proof. I don't know. Well, th- the real problem is, I mean, now that he's the ASAC there, he is in a position where he's not supposed to be doing that type of investigating. Yes. And his boss has told him this numerous times, and he's yes. gotten in trouble for this. So. If he takes this information to his boss and says, hey, I think Walt, my brother-in-law, is Heisenberg, the guy is going to flip. He's going to yeah. be so angry about this. Do you think that – and it's also the other wild card is how long into his investigation before Walt realizes that he's under investigation and he can start playing start playing some games there? That's the question. See, I think that's what a lot of this last eight episodes is going to be about. Like, do you think do you think that there's going to be this interesting dichotomy where, like, the first two or three episodes, uh, Walt and Skyler are just kind of fat, dumb, and happy, and uh, you know, just trying to figure out how they're going to do their money and and invest for the kids and all this kind of stuff, and and they're at the high point, and and Hank is in the 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 his, you know his uh, Hank cave, his man <laughs> cave, drinking Schrader Brow and pouring over case files and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, he's going to bust the geodes back out. <laughs> uh, yeah, get his mineral collection out. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, okay, let's move on to Saul. What, what's happening with Saul? Is he out in uh, Czechoslovakia or something filming commercials? What's he doing? Uh, last I saw of Saul... He was helping. He 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 rolled in uh, and sprung Mike out of jail, basically with his badass lawyer skills. Yeah, in a fantastic scene where I. So watching the series, I didn't really appreciate how good Saul actually is at what he does, and that scene is the perfect example of why Saul is who Saul is. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him as comic relief, but you know, it's not very often. And even like you know, when he's explaining. How money laundering works to Skyler, and he's got these crazy ideas like laser maze and the Vietnamese nails and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you don't get 
why he's a criminal lawyer. Mm-hmm. And in that scene, you actually did. What keeps him from just skipping the country with his little cleaning guy? Uh, like, I, I mean, I, Walt has threatened his life last he talked to him. I mean, why doesn't he just bail? I mean, he indirectly threatened his life, right? He's like, we're done when I say we're done. Um, that was an indirect threat? Does he have to, like, shove okay. a shotgun up his ass, crank two style for it to be a direct threat? As long as Saul continues to do what he's been doing for Walt, Walt's fine with him, right? But why is he doing it? Is it, is it the money? It's the greed, yeah. I think I mean, uh, from the beginning he, you can see that Saul is like, oh, yeah, I just want to get paid. I mean, he could go out to New Hampshire and work his Kevin Costner angle on a bunch of, uh, <laughs> you know, drunken milfs at a wine bar just as easy as he can in Albuquerque. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was once in Waterworld. I, we'll uh, probably see what happens with Saul in uh, an entire spinoff series. So uh, right don't on. even talk too much about him. Let's talk about Lydia. Uh, Lydia, last I knew, was kind of just helping Walt run this uh, Czech Republic uh, drug ring that he's got going importing yeah. and exporting his crystal which that's a whole other criminal element that i think we got now six storm fronts are arranged against walt um so she, we we know that she would um roll on people if she could um and we know that she was a person of interest in the dea investigation which presumably hank knows about too do you think she I, – I kind of feel like she's going to be one of the lynch, early season linchpins on making this case against Walt. It could be. I mean, there are two possible people who I think have uh, a connection here that Hank could go uh, feel out. One is Lydia. The second is uh, Skyler, like we talked about in our first attempt to record this podcast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, if Hank goes to Skyler, whoa, 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 Skyler. wait, 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 we got some listener feedback on that. Don't step on their toes. Will you? Okay. I'll leave yeah. it alone. Uh, yeah. I mean, he could definitely go to Lydia and get a lot of information on what Walt has been doing, but I don't know that Lydia is really on his radar at the moment. I mean, maybe he goes back and, you know, reopens this investigation full time and just goes through everybody. Um, that's a possibility. So Lydia could come up again. Uh, the final person we need to talk about is Declan, which we kind of talked about a little bit where he's at. Right. Uh, he's going to be seriously pissed at Walt. There, there's no way Walt can just up and quit. I mean, every time he tries to get out, they pull him back in, and I think Declan is going to pull him back in, or at least try to. Yeah, he's the most the obvious of the storm clouds, honestly. Well, aside from Hank. <laughs> well, yeah, it's okay. He's yeah. the... Uh, the criminal. I mean, but the thing is, the worst thing is going to happen to uh, with Hank is that you know Walt's going to dive, you know, cancer in prison. Uh, worst thing. I mean, you know, Holly's going to be fine. S- Walt Junior is going to be fine. Skyler will probably be fine. Uh, if Declan gets his claws into them, every, you know, all bets are off. Yeah. I mean, he could wipe out Walt's entire family, including Hank and Marie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's kind of all the major characters that we've got uh, all right. right now. Prediction rundown. Yeah, let's do some predictions. Uh, some of so, these, some of these were pre-season four predictions. Oh yeah, these, some of these are really old, and I think you'll be so, able to so tell. So God help ones. us. Yeah, God help us. Uh, so we'll start off with my predictions. My predictions <laughs> are Jesse will break good. I I uh, think solid. that's 
debatable as to whether that's already happened. I mean, he's gotten out in a way that says, I'm really done with all this bullshit. I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want anybody uh, going to prison because of me. You know, and he's suffered from uh, on the weight of his sins more than Walt. I mean, even Walt now, do you think he loses sleep over killing that boy? Or no, no, he was whistling or, or, the same episode. Yeah. Or, well, I guess the next episode, but which is what you know kind of clued Jesse into how, how what a psycho he was. Yeah. So yeah. So so what will it take for me to actually get a point for that prediction? Does Jesse uh, have to, like, turn Walt in? Does Jesse have to... No, he doesn't have to turn out. He just has to refrain from engaging in criminal behavior or have... Okay. A, I mean, I, 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 it's just kind of like uh, what the Supreme Court about said, said about pornography. I'll, I'll know it when I see it. You know, <laughs> I, I think that everyone will either agree that he has broken good or not. Okay. He could also... I mean, he could be martyred. That would be, you know, if he dies... Um, by as a result of if he like if he was murdered this next episode yeah uh the internet would be outraged number one <laughs> but i would argue that he had already broken good okay all right so, uh so second prediction hank's injury will lead him to discovering walt's cooking activities i think we can call that busted i really because think... i actually thought that uh you know the, the him being holed up and being able to invent the the laser in on this investigation is is what's turned up a lot of the evidence that he's going to be able to use against Walt. So I kind of almost think you backdoor got that right. Uh, m- maybe, maybe if he was never crippled and was allowed to be, you know, uh, bombastic, uh, you know, more more balls than brains, bullshit, Hank Schrader. I don't know that he would have been able to uh, bust the you know the the Gus Fring thing wide open, which is what is going to again lead him to the Walt. Okay, well, all those connections, and we can talk about that and debate it a little more at the uh, end of the season. All right, but for now, it's it's still open. Uh, next one, Mike will turn on Gus and join forces with Walt. That is totally untrue. <laughs> that one is definitely busted. Yes, uh, Walt killed would... Mike, <laughs> and, yes, and yes. Mike hated him to the day he died. So uh... they did join forces, though. Uh, but but Mike never turned on Gus, so. Oh, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. So you get like a quarter point, maybe. No, no, no. I just totally missed that one. All right, uh, it's all or nothing on these predictions. Uh, next one. I'm Saul's... trying to be generous to you because I know mine are terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> mine are terrible too. All right, Saul's bodyguard will die, or we're talking about meat eating man here. Saul's yes. bodyguard will die, or his poor health will cause him not to be able to help Saul in a moment of need. Uh, well, his poor health cause arguably caused Ted to die. Uh, if he if he can move uh, at a, a, a rate somewhere between glacial and sloth, uh, he might have been able to put his meat meat hooks on Ted and kept him from you know paralyzation by an orange bowl. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to debate that one later. Um, and we still got a season left. We still got a season we left. Do. We do. He could still die. Uh, we'll find out that Hank knows Mike from some area of law enforcement. I think that one's been proven untrue because Hank asked him, you know, you seem like a cop in that interrogation. Yeah, right. Uh, so I think that proves that he doesn't actually know Mike from anywhere. Yep, busted. Uh, Skyler will write a book about her and Walt's experience breaking bad. That could still happen towards still the end. still on the table, yep. Uh, there's going to be something very wrong with the car wash that oh, Walt and Skyler bought. I that, think... might tie, that might tie into some spoilers we're going to talk about at the end of the in, in the spoiler segment. And by the way, if okay. you're... 
if you're a new listener, we always keep the spoilers at the end of the cast, and there's 30 seconds of music that we play before we talk about them. So your your virgin ears will be safe if if you switch off at the end of the cast. Okay. Um, I, I think that one is busted. There has been nothing wrong with this car wash so far, but we still have half a season left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, that's that's a seventh storm cloud. <laughs> Eyebrows. Eyebrows. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Junior's gonna let slip that Hank, uh, to Hank that his dad called him Jesse, uh, that one time. I maybe. I mean, part of Hank. You're hanging on a thread with that. Yeah. Junior. So who knows? Yeah. There's, uh, has your has your old man been acting weird since he? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like you, you're hanging on by thread there. <laughs> Uh, next one, everyone, in quotes, will die. And next to it, it says, Walt, Skyler, Walt Jr., Holly, Jesse, Mike, and Saul. <laughs> so one of those that, is dead, Mike. Yeah, yeah. That, that year, like I said, that's still on uh, uh, pl- uh, in play. I don't know yep. that everyone will die. And then an absolutely insane one that I made at the end of last season, Hank will not turn Walt in. I really don't believe that, but... I said it, so I'm sticking with it. Well, and it would tie it kind of tie into the French connection thing too. Yeah, and like you said earlier, the idea that Hank is kind of mixed up in this pretty deep. I mean, that would uh, we'll see. That, that would be kind of slick if he actually does let him go, and that's when he runs off and on the lamb. And yeah, you know, I don't know, man. That's still got some legs. That's still got some legs. Maybe. All right, on to your predictions. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> Number one, Jesse will impregnate someone. <laughs> Still on the board. He's 0 for 2 so far. So was it, Is it Andrea is who he's with still? Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. well, who he was with, yeah. Are they broke up? Yeah, didn't she take off after the poisoning? Uh, I thought that they, that they came no, back. No, no, right. no, I know what happened. Uh, Walt and him had this discussion about how he's going to have to tell yes. her everything. Yes, yes, yes. He to told her. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's another fucking betrayal. Jesus. So you still got eight episodes, but it's not looking good. Yeah. Uh, next one, Walt will cheat on Skyler. Hasn't happened yet, but you still have eight Man, episodes. Man, I thought I was. I thought I had a chance with Lydia because I thought they had some genuine <laughs> weird ass chemistry. It, well, it was her rabbit Pardon nose. Pun. Without was, that rabbit nose, she would have been good. Good. To her go. rabbit nose, twitchy. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next one, Walt Jr. will become part of the family business. Could still happen. Could still happen. Doubtful. Very doubtful. That's just not where they've taken him. Uh, then Walt and or Jesse will be arrested on drug charges. I think. Did that already that happen? Would... Uh, Jesse was taken in for something. No, nobody was charged, though. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, do I get that if Walt's arrested at the, this season? I mean, that seems like... Yeah, yeah, you do. Okay, well, that, that I don't know why you let me get away with that prediction. That seems an obvious one. Yeah. I guess the, unless they die before that happens. Sure. Um, well, I got away with an easy one, like, eyebrows will be back in season four. That's pretty easy. <laughs> and, and another one I got away with, Gus will not be killed with the ricin. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the odds that he was going to be killed were pretty low. Right. Uh, anyway, moving on... Uh, Marie will serve Hank divorce papers when he recovers. Has that already been debunked? Has he recovered yet? I mean, he's definitely recovered. I don't know. Would you give me a half a point if she served him divorce papers after he goes after Walton Skyler? Ooh. Because I could see that happen since she's such, she's, she thinks with her heart more than her head. 
Yeah, definitely. And, I, I, and you can imagine her not knowing anything that's gone on between the two of them. This is going to seem like he's lost his fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, accusing her uh, sister of being in on it, too. Yeah, it's like, all the, after all they've been through, this is what you're going to do because of a book you read on the shitter? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Skyler, Walt Jr., or Jesse will end up using Saul's disappearer at the end of the series. I think that's strong. I think that's, I mean, there's yeah. there's got to be some explanation for how Walt ends up in uh, the Granite State with a fake ID. And the yeah. cleaner might be the logical explanation for that. Definitely. Uh, Walt Jr. will work at Los Poyos Hermanos. I think that was busted. probably debunked. Busted. So busted. Yeah. Uh, there's There are still 14 locations, which <laughs> it would just be a coincidence now if he got a job there. Uh, Jesse will kill Walt as per the music video in episode 207 by series end. That could definitely still happen given the Ozymandias trailer. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for that. I mean, I'm not excited. I, that I feel good about that prediction still, but yeah. I kind of feel like that's not as satisfying a way to end after everything that's been through, everything everyone's been through. And it also would be another it'd be more blood on Jesse's hands. And I think he's yeah. already got too much of it. It wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel kind of the like, like the victory that it did between season three and four when you know Walt had forced him to kill those people and killed his girlfriend and you know Jesse was it, like in all kind of into being the bad guy. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, next one, Hank dies before the end of the series. Still got eight episodes for that, and uh, I could definitely see Walt taking Hank out. In the I could stage. see I could see Hank being collateral damage. Yeah. Uh, maybe Declan gets him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, next one, Ted will not make it out of the series alive. He's still in his Halo, his Halo uh, brace, whatever that's called. I feel good about this prediction too. <laughs> really? I see. I think yeah. we're done with Ted. I don't think we'll see him again. You don't? Nah. Hmm, interesting. Although it would be weird for them right. to reintroduce Ted uh, in his Halo and then not do anything with it. So, yeah, and he, man, God, he looked, I mean, shit, he could even, I mean, I, he could die just from complications of that, you know, Christopher <laughs> Reeve style. Like, sure. that's not, that kind of damage is not nothing. Like, when you yeah. can even fucking breathe, was he on a, was he, wasn't he on a breathing machine, too? Uh, no, he stood up and he was talking, so. Okay. Or, well, okay. he didn't stand up, he sat up. Right, okay. So I wasn't sure if, I couldn't remember if he had that trach thing, you know, the the, the tube. Because if, so. if you can't even breathe on your own, you're, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final one, Todd will be the first to die, starting in episode 503. Has anybody died since 503? Hmm. Well, Mike. Mike. So that, that prediction's already busted. Busted. All right. Completely busted. I'll have plus to all, go through an edit. Plus list. all Mike's dudes. All Mike's dudes died, too. <laughs> yeah, there were like 12 people who there died. Was, there were so many murders last season. So many. It's true. It, it rivaled the plane-on-plane -plane, uh, mid-air crash for how many bodies on the ground. Yep. Uh, all right. So I will at some point edit these to reflect the status uh, currently, and we will see what happens in the last eight episodes. All right. Cool. And we'll tally it up. And what does the winner get? Does the winner get anything? Just uh, mad respect, bald, yo. Bald move, bragging rights. All right. Well, we, I'll tell you what, we should brainstorm on that uh, and maybe come up with uh, a little bit of a, put something with some teeth into it. Okay. 
And that's it for predictions. What else do All we right. have? We have a ton of feedback, but I thought we might do a little bit of uh, bald move promotion before we got into that. Sounds good. I think actually before we do any bald move promotion, we do some, should do some uh, sponsor promotion. We have a sponsor this week. It is audible.com. Uh, I'm sorry, audiblepodcast.com slash bald move. Uh, if you go there and you sign up for a free 30-day trial, you can get a free audiobook download as well. They now have not 100,000 titles. That was nothing. Now they're looking at the stars. There are 150,000 titles upgraded uh, for you to choose from. There's tons of good stuff on there. I think Aaron has a recommendation for us. Uh, I do. Uh, over the off season, I read my hero Alan Seppenwall's book. The uh, revolution was televised. The cops, crooks, slingers, and slayers who changed TV drama forever. Uh, it's great. It, it basically breaks down the 12 shows that, in his opinion, have most shaped the golden uh, age of television. He's got – he traces the heritage of – even goes before then and talks about, like, uh, Hill Street Blues and St. Elsewhere and NYPD Blue. But he starts off the book talking about Oz. that goes in Sopranos. It goes into Deadwood. He talks Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Lost, uh, tons of stuff in there. Uh, he's got behind-the-scenes, very candid interviews with uh, all the Davids, Chase, Simon, uh, Milch. Uh, there's a chapter in there that was really good about The Wire. Uh, it's If you're a fan of television, it's fascinating. They got the complete unabridged copy. Best part about Audible, in my opinion, because I'm, I'm, I'm not just a hawker. I'm a user, uh, is that they've got uh, the uh, WhisperSync technology. If you've got an Amazon-compatible uh, Kindle reader, uh, you can be reading in your bed until you pass out, uh, and the e- e-reader falls from your limp hands. You wake up in the morning, you get in your car, uh, you you get your cell phone plugged in or synced up with Bluetooth, you hit the play button, and this book starts reading to you from where you left off. You get back home, and you pick up, pick up your Kindle at night, and you're right there where the book got done reading to you. It's It's seamless. It works great. It's a killer feature. Totally. So, Audiblepodcast.com slash bald move. Get your free trial. Yep, definitely. All right, now let's do some bald move pimping. Okay, we are, of course, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. We are definitely a big part of that. Uh, it's not just us, though. And if you're only Breaking Good fan, uh, we've got uh, uh, the Night's Watch covering Game of Thrones. We've got uh, complete coverage of The Walking Dead. Uh, we did another off-season experiment where we did the kind of short-form reviews, what we called Bald Move TV, where we talked uh, Girls, we talked Downton's Abbey, we talked Justified, um, uh, House of Cards, all kinds of good stuff. Check that out on baldmove.com. Also, uh, if you uh, haven't been listening on the off-season, we've added several shows to our network, the Personal Arrogance Crew out of Seattle. They talk beer, board games, video games, movies, sports, pop culture, sperm whales, uh, <laughs> gastropods all kinds of stuff uh the uh the ladies from the because show they talk women's issues and health relationships sex books makeup in fact they wanted me to let everyone know that they're currently running a contest to give away a sex toy valued at over 100 dollars uh so if you've got lady bits or you love someone that does check out the because show and see how you can win that bad boy uh, also, up yours downstairs, Kelly and Tom break down Downton Abbey, Mr. Selfridge, Titanic, and various and sundry Anglophile entertainment. Uh, you can also support us and everything we do by leaving us reviews on iTunes. Uh, each one of those gets us uh, pushed 
to the uh, what's hot section for that week. It's uh, how we 90% of our audience growth comes from iTunes. So we appreciate each and every one of those reviews. And also uh, our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com. It, it's, if you're buying stuff on Amazon anyway, please use that link. Or if you can't remember it, click on the top of our orange banner at the baldmove.com website. Uh, each and every little bit helps. And finally, tell a friend. If you've got a, a friend or family member or coworker that's into quality television or quality podcasting, turn them on to baldmove.com. We'd love to have them. You know, you know the thing, the never pimp. Is my Falling Skies podcast the thing that I probably put the most effort what into the in the fuck? off season? I, I I put it up front and center, Jim Jones. <laughs> you, I don't think you've ever mentioned it before today. Well, we haven't was, really had an opportunity, right? I was going to say it's okay. been the off season, and again, is one of the first things I talked about. <laughs> but right. would you would you care to pimp it? I'll give you five minutes. No, no, God, I can't talk for five <laughs> minutes on that. Are you kidding me? The things themselves are barely five minutes long. They're they're like twenty minutes. Uh, video cast where I do uh, a whole bunch of fancy editing and stuff. You know, the, give yeah. it full treatment. Uh, and, but but it's not it's not the world's greatest show certainly. But I got yes. roped in uh, and kind of hooked on it in season two because it was really good. And season three has been a little uneven, but uh, it's getting better. And this is the season finale, so that's that should be oh, out this sweet. weekend. So if you want to see Jim Jones stare at you with his cold, dead, doll-like eyes, my for twenty minutes. Uh, his macro lies, uh, then there you go. Uh, are we ready for feedback now? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, Rhonda M says, hey, I hate Lydia. If you want to talk about how much you hate Lydia, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> I hate Lydia. I I hate I her rabbit of, nose. I was strangely attracted to Lydia. Like, I had a very, I, I had a hate <laughs> relationship to turn to love by the end of the season. Yeah. I, but, uh... I, don't know. I, I never had a problem with her. Uh, I think she was... A pretty good character. I liked how flustered she always felt. Like she was just on the border of being totally out of control. Yeah, she just had this crazy manic energy that primarily manifested itself in her nasal ridge. <laughs> yeah, but, she was just but, very, yeah. very nervous. And you had that juxtaposed with Mike, who was this guy who was just laser focused and always knew what to do. Right on. Uh, I, I just like that. Uh, long-term listener Tom G asked, tell me, who gets the ricin? Would oh, you tell us where the latest disposition of the ricin is, Jim Jones? I think it's I in Walt's mouth. <laughs> or stomach, I guess. He, I, drilled I... Out, he drilled out one of his molars and packed it in there. <laughs> so just like in Dune, if he bites down real hard, it just releases. No, so and it, kills him three months later. So it's either behind that outlet, behind the nightstand next to his bed... Uh, or in the flash forward, I think that's what he swallowed. I think that's the pill that he took. Is that a new thought? You haven't dropped that on the podcast. No, no, no. I think we did talk about that. Won't that kill him, like, within an hour or so? No, no. It takes a long time. It takes days. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, Uh... in order to uh, elicit cold-like symptoms, flu-like symptoms, it has to take days, right? I mean, yeah, unless you're I talking like true. an hour and they're sniffling and coughing and vomiting and then dead. Oh, I guess that's true. I mean, Brock is kind of the blueprint for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess that'd be consistent. Um, okay, uh, so who do you think – so you think – I actually like that theory that Walt's going to take it. Or has already taken it hmm, that we've seen. Interesting. 
interesting. He ain't going to the big house. Michael Franks asks, hey, boys, Michael from Australia here. My question is, I wonder what happened to Walt's video confession from season one. Could it suddenly appear in future eps? Episodes. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they smashed it. He did, yeah. We've never seen anyone pick it up, so it's been basically exposed to the harsh Albuquerque sun and desert environment for... Uh, a while now well over a year uh, i i just so. don't see how that could possibly survive as a chain of evidence uh totally thomas says my prediction is that todd will play a big role in the investigation in the waltz after todd shot the kid there's a scene at the beginning of buyout in which we see that todd kept the boys tarantula in a jar that piece of evidence will somehow come back to implicate him and waltz your thoughts uh that is very true he did keep that uh i don't know how they would it, it, I think it would be hard to connect Todd and Walt and everybody at this point. I mean maybe if if Hank tails Walt sees him go into the uh the Vomitos pest shop maybe. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean obviously there's could be finger pr- I mean if, if Todd still oh, kept yeah. that, I don't know, we'll see. Um Christy Johnson says I think most of what we will see if Jesse uh, will be him trying to get some redemption. He feels so much guilt over everything he's been a part of. He's going to try to make up for it. So do you think Jesse would ever flip for the DEA? I know that they've had bad blood, but Hank can now put it together that it was Walt that put Jesse up to that phone call about Marie being an accident. I could see this happening if Jesse ever found out about Mike, Brock, and or Jane. What do you see happening with Jesse throughout the last eight? Uh, I think that's a fairly good prediction. I think... um... The only way that doesn't happen is if Jesse is too scared, in my opinion. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, I, it seems like Jesse should be one of the first people that Hank goes to, right? Uh, aside well, yeah, from I mean, Skyler. S- speaking of persons of interest, my God. Although, exactly. Hank, that's another thing where his kind of hands are a little t- tied because, you know, wasn't... I mean... Does Jesse still have that kind of holding over his head where he could press those charges about him beating the shit oh. out of him? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I want to think that, that he traded that in for something else, but I can't. I can't remember. Um, I'm drawing a blank on that. Uh, yeah, but obviously his arc has got to be some. I mean, we're kind of rooting for him to be uh, have an arc for redemption and working with DEA would would be one of those ways. Uh, Sam G says, "Hey guys, I want to." I wanted to know what your hopes are for Saul in the remaining episodes. Uh, well, obviously he's got to survive. Do we want to see him? Uh, do we want to see him like use the cleaner and go into hiding with Huel? Want to see? <laughs> want to see him hiding in France? Yeah, there's no or hiding up in with Canada. Huel. How do you hide in, with Huel around? I don't know. You just you find out some uh, you know uh, Canadian bistro. They're sitting out there wearing shades. Huel's packing away. Uh, Canadian bacon sandwich with two pork chops for the bread. Uh, yeah, he's got to keep that massive cranial bulge inflated, man, with sure. constant influx of meat. Um, I, I think I just want to see Saul be a little more badass and not not cave to Walt as much. Now that now that Walt is out, I'm hoping Saul will be able to stand up to him. Uh, you know what would be badass is if we see at some point, like late in the se- series, uh, the season, uh, Walt come to him desperate for help, and Saul knows that he's got no more hand and he's a wanted man. He's a he's a man of no country, and he spits back that shit that Walt said. 
You know, basically all the same smugness and menace and like, just get the fuck out of my shitty office. Yeah, it's over when you say it's over, huh? Well, now yeah. I say it's over. Yeah, now I say it's over. Yeah, I'm the one who calls this over. <laughs> That'd be cool. Seriously, though, if Huel does ever stops eating, he'll get, like, the orcas in SeaWorld or their fins collapse and curl over. <laughs> he'll experience forehead collapse disease. Oh, it's God. common in cap. It's common in captive uh, meeting meeting men. Yep. Uh, moving on, Stacy H. asks, "What is the one thing the show could do that would really piss you off?" Mine is having Walt kill Jesse. I think I can handle it. Jesse dies, but if it's at Walt's hand, I might not be able to forgive the show. What oh do you think? man, uh, I think so. In this idea of uh, Mister Chips to Mister Scarface, I think. It's probably if Walt doesn't get some sort of comeuppance, you know, if if he doesn't get his due at some point, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about going from Mr. Scar to Chip Face, uh, <laughs> you don't want to see the villain pull his punches. I, honestly, yeah. that would kind of piss me off if he tried to wrap it up for a happy ending for Walt. Yeah, and like, that's the thing you were talking about earlier where he says, you know, the karma is, is factoring into the story quite a bit. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eric Walquist, who is our uh, one of our best podcast buddies, one of the guys holding down personal arrogance, shared a tweet with us, uh, said, I really want Breaking Bad to end with Walt going into witness protection and waking up as the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> in his we- underwear. In his underwear. And I think last season we actually had one of the listeners do like a long-form fan fiction that basically ended that way. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty funny. But, yeah, that would that would be pretty good. Uh, Benjamin A. says, if you recall, Skylar accused White of wanting to be caught right before he gave his infamous I am the one who knocks speech. Perhaps he left the W. Whitman book out on purpose. What do we think? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I, there are certainly times when it seems like Walt wants to get caught. I mean, the the prime example being that dinner uh, where he's in his red shirt with his red wine and he's spouting about yeah. uh, how Heisenberg, uh, you know, I kind of like Heisenberg. <laughs> he's got like the serial killer fetish that he, yeah. you know, it's like like he's got to leave clues. He can't, he, he's got to be smarter than everybody else in the room. Uh, well, he's I don't very know prideful. That, yes, that's, I don't know that's that he. major flaw. I don't know that he wants to get caught. I just think that he doesn't think he can, and he yeah. thinks he is the smartest guy, and that's his pride is his downfall. Uh, Fracken, uh, wait, whoa, I almost skipped somebody. I almost skipped several people. Uh, D. Candlish says, my BFF is convinced that everyone will die except for Walt, and his karma will be that he's left alone having caused the death of his loved ones, and his cancer is back to kill him slowly and painfully. I hope he's wrong because I will be devastated if Jesse dies. Uh, talk about a polarizing ending. Wow. Uh, yeah. Walt's the only one left standing? It would be, uh, you know, being left to live with the weight of your sins, yeah. uh, rotting away in, like, prison, slowly dying of cancer. That is arguably a fate worse than death. I think so. I. Um, but it also is a major bummer. It like, is. it would be polarizing just because it's kind of like, you know, Braveheart. I remember, like, like, I think Braveheart's the first movie I saw where the the hero just gets fucked in an <laughs> ugly, ugly way. And yeah. I like, you know, I, I remember all of my friends. We were teenagers, and we 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 expected this like really awesome action flick, and then we just like went over to like 
I don't know, old country buffet and just like sat and moped into our food. And like that, that was depressing as shit. I don't want to feel that depressed at the end of Breaking Bad. Sure. Uh, I'm with you. James F.C. says, my prediction is that the flash forward we saw in 501 is beginning of the final episode. Walt returning to the ABQ after going on the run because his family, excluding Holly, has been wiped out. Ah, you took a half measure there, James. <laughs> you took a half measure. You, shouldn't, you should have thrown Holly in there. How does Holly Be- get away if everyone else is dead? Just because she's silent. She, she never cries unless it's dramatically appropriate, and she just yeah. little, does a little baby commando crawl out the crawl space. Good point. All right. Laughing all the while. Um, I got a little sidetracked here. Uh, anyway, everyone except for Holly has been wiped out because he refused to return to meth making. Declan and his crew stand to lose a lot of money when, he's, when Walt says he's out. Yeah, we talked about that. Declan has taken Jesse hostage to make meth for him because, remember, Walt had to slip in front of Declan, no, the two best meth cooks. Jesse's the only family he's got left, and Walt goes to use the M60 to save him. All very good predictions. I, I could, uh, It seems to be a popular theory uh, yes. on the internet that Jesse is the reason that Walt goes back with that M60. And it's it's like we talked about this last year. I mean, that's definitely the most probable cause for him to get a machine gun and come back to town. You know, you, you get something like that when you want to murder a bunch of people. Oh, and definitely. also, it's a last and, stand. And also, if we literally take the Mister Face to Chip Scar uh, analogy, we have to have a massive machine gun grenade launcher battle at the end, right? We do, we do. So, and also, it would—I mean—that's such huge foreshadowing. Last year, when Walt Jr. and everybody was watching Scarface, and he's like, "This is the one where everybody dies," right? Yeah. And I mean. Damn. On the one hand, you'd hate to think Villigan's that obvious, but on the other hand, whew. Um, Christy J says, I heard a theory on the show that the show will end with Jesse acting as a parent to Holly since the rest of her family is dead. I think that would be a bittersweet way to end the show that does not involve them killing Jesse or baby Holly. Collusion. I love, love that. There's some collusion going on between our last two emailers. Why? Because Holly's the only one who makes it out. Oh, that's right. They got their stories straight. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and Jesse's shown some flashes of parent parental chops. I mean, he's always been, uh, you know, uh, good to Brock. Uh, he was actually really surprisingly good with the meth head's uh, son, the little, the, the, the little uh, redheaded kid uh, yeah. from Peekaboo. So I could see, and that would, uh, you, if, if that's the way it ended, you would get full credit for Jesse breaking good, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, if he's taking care of Holly and he's out of the drug game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Uh, Frack and Toaster says, one thread I hope they pick back up on is Gus's Chilean background. Don Eladio couldn't kill J- Gus, and I hope someone from Chile comes back in on Walt and these final eight. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's something we talked about. I would be cool with that. It is. It is kind of a weird, I mean, that was a lot of background texture if it was just background texture. Yeah, but... I, I think we're far enough removed from it that it would be a stretch to bring it back in all of a sudden. Yeah, because imagine the previously on. <laughs> You'd have to have 30 seconds of scenes <laughs> just to, to you know remind people what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, Ryan E. says, No one has el- else predicted that Skylar will find the ricin, either from some sort of luck replacing the outlet or Walt being so overly confident he takes it out and puts it back in front of her. Then she removes it and puts it in Walt's morning coffee. All hail the coffee theory. It will never die. 
Another of your <laughs> acolytes, Jim, would you like to respond to this? 100% agree. All the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually... I don't know. Why would Skylar kill Walt at this point? I feel like at this point she feels like she's in with him on the tragedy. Maybe oh, last year, does. Last year, sure. This year, I don't know. Well, what he said uh, actually came true. The, when she wanted him dead... He went to her and he said that everyone who has wanted me dead, there was a guy who pointed a gun at my head and was ready to kill me. Uh, He wanted me dead, and he eventually came around and started liking me again, and you're going to do the same. And that has Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only way I could see Skylar taking out Walt at this point is if he's not actually out of the game and if he puts their family in further danger. Well, and uh, him going back up for Jesse. Because you imagine what Skyler would think if he says that. I got to go back for Jesse. <laughs> the MILF lover? <laughs> the sold you weed? No. Come on. He, he complimented your green beans. That's true. That's true. They were yeah. choice. They were, they were choice. Uh, anyway. Oh, God. Most comfor- uncomfortable dinner ever. Uh, Robert M. says, okay, having thought about it, here's my speculation. Walt will work out a deal with the government to give up Lydia and the Euro connection? Hmm. Walt and his family move into parts unknown. Meanwhile, the the meth dealers need a cook and force Jesse to cook. Walt finds out through Saul what troubles Jesse is in and decides to return to help him. That would be almost too Pollyanna, but it's certainly true that the government would rather prosecute an international criminal ring... Uh, than go after a cancer-stricken former high school chemistry teacher. Probably so. I mean, uh, we don't know everything that Walt's, you know, I mean, we know everything that Walt's been under, but honestly, that's that's a juicier target for them to go after, and I, I would see them doing that. Yeah, and he's also got Declan if he needs to turn somebody in as well. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Andrea Paler says, I listened back to your season 5A wrap-up cast. No way is Declan the final big bad. He will be a minor irritation or worse. The big bad is Walter, the DEA, and the bigger bad is, uh, I think she, I think she means Hank and the DEA. Yeah. Uh, and the bigger bad is the IRS. My official prediction, Hank flips Skyler so she can give him Saul and the money, but does not know any of the drug stuff except for Jesse and the name Vominos. Jesse gets arrested and will be in jail while Walt is on the run. The final showdown will be Walt trying to free Jesse when he has a court appearance. I don't want to see James Bond shit in my Breaking Bad. <laughs> what do you mean, James Bond shit? It's a little Quantum of Solace for me. Or whatever the latest James, uh, James oh, Bond uh, with the crazy guy from Man with No Country. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. What, what part of that seems James Bond to you? Because he would go, not seen the movie. He would go with a machine gun to assault the courthouse and, and jail jailbreak Jesse. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was fucking stupid, the magnet scene, trying to erase evidence out of the evidence locker. Walt doing a one-man command. <laughs> that was when they had Mike. Walt doing a one-man commando raid. Yeah. Maybe he gets Badger and Skinny P. Oh, as, God. <laughs> as soldiers. Yeah, and Badger's in his... Uh, Whatever costume he had when he was spinning that sign around, advertising that dealership. Or, uh, or he's, he's got or, bags of Funyuns in his pockets. Or he does, instead of, like, helicopter bitch, he's like, machine gun bitch, and he's just spinning <laughs> it around, spraying lead everywhere. Yeah, no, he's got the <laughs> grenade launcher. There you go. Ah, <laughs> right on. Uh, so I do like the, the, the flipping Skyler. 
Yeah, definitely. I feel like that that, that and that would be man, that'd be a great scene. Uh, it that'd be a great like scene between Dean and Anna. Yeah, uh, that, that seems like the natural place for Hank to go immediately. Uh, the other thing I wanted to comment about that with uh, Jesse being, you know, arraigned or whatever, whatever court appearance he's doing, I think it's actually more likely that he has been taken on by the uh, by Declan and his crew. Mm. Uh, like we were saying earlier, I mean, he, he pointed out that he's the second best cook. Certainly. Uh, I don't... Yeah, and, and a, a machine gun rampage would make much more sense in that scenario. It, it does. I, I kind of agree with her that it would kind of suck to have that because he was such a minor character coming in at the end there that yeah. we don't have. I mean, compared to Tuco, compared to Gus, yeah. This you know, this is compared to Don Eladio, This is kind of a much tapioca pudding type of villain. But what else are you going to do? They they don't have anybody. I mean, everybody else is dead. It's Hank. So. In my opinion, it's Hank. He is yeah. the guy to worry about. Yeah, but Hank ain't going to kidnap Jesse. You know what <laughs> no, I mean? No, and already... he's not going to threaten Hank's, uh, Walt's family either. So. Yeah. Uh, Laura McPee says, uh, I think Skylar White is destined to be the worm food at Walt's hands before the end of the series. After listening to all listener feedback, did I miss someone pointing out, or has no one mentioned Walt hugging Skylar and telling her he forgives her in 501? It is so much like Michael Corleone hugging Fredo in The Godfather 2. Spoilers before having him killed. <laughs> <laughs> for a 40-year-old movie. <laughs> I predict that Skyler will die at Walt's hands. What might be the circumstances leading to her demise? Here's the nail in Skyler's coffin. I think uh, Hank's toilet revelation about Walt's Heisenberg identity will lead Hank to quickly connecting the dots and making Skyler to be complicit in laundering the money and covering up Walt's new business. Hank will also quickly realize that he has no real evidence connecting Walt to Heisenberg other than a bunch of coincidences. Gail's handwriting and inscription on the leaves of grass book and a gut feeling that he will have to resort to using Skylar as a means of nailing Walt. Out of love for Marie and genuine affection for Skylar and the kids, he will confront Skylar with knowledge and work out a deal where she'll be forced to wear a wire or something similar to root out iron cloud, iron clad proof incriminating Walt in exchange for witness protection and immunity. Somehow Walt will catch on and confront Skylar, descending into full Heisenberg mode. Already carrying a grudge against her for sleeping with Ted and giving her the get the F out of town money to Ted and crawl space, Walt will be pushed into the Heisenberg limit of his rage but in finding out another betrayal of him by Skyler and will kill her. Walt will then hastily leave town and as a show of remorse begins using Skyler's maiden name and birth date on his ID as a somewhat subconscious reminder of what he once fell for, uh, felt for her. I like that a lot. Let me get this. I'm almost done here. So now that Walt has been made and is forced to leave town for safer grounds, will Gree, Lydia team up with Declan and Todd to continue to cook and eventually realize that Todd is nowhere near the skill level of Walt in an effort to bring Walt out of hiding? They threaten the one thing that could possibly bring Walter White back, Jesse. I, I like this a lot. I like the fact because Walt, we've seen Walt use like totems from the people he's killed before, right? Yeah. He starts cutting the crust off his bread uh, when... Uh, he killed Crazy Eight. He kept the eye of the teddy bear after you know he killed all those people. Arguably in the plane crash, uh, he's adopted a lot of Gus's sp- um, phrases, mannerisms, and speaking style after he killed him, uh, and even kind of the, the way he dressed. What do you think about this? Um. So why hasn't Skylar turned Walt in yet? Because she loves him, and it would destroy their family. And she really wants her husband back. Okay. Has anything changed 
as to how it would affect her children. Well, if Hank comes up and says, I know, and this is what's going to go down, and it's the question is whether you want to spend your life in jail with Walt or you want to, you know, have a parent on the outside. Um, That's That's a big change. Yeah. Uh, Hasn't happened yet, but it's very likely to happen. I agree with her. Um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, in that case, I think this is uh, totally plausible. You know, I mean, there has to be a reason why why we see this very desperate looking Walt in that uh-huh. flash forward. Uh, yep. All alone. Breaking and, his own bacon. Yeah, yeah. There has to be a reason for that. And I think uh, a good reason is Hank flips Skyler and Skyler takes the kids and goes into witness protection. We also, I mean, that's something we haven't talked about. We're... I mean, this season, anyway, We're this is a pretty big time jump. I mean, everything in Breaking Bad's pretty much happened, other than that one jump they had about what is lung cancer being in remission after the surgery. We've pretty much been kind of like, you know, in more or less real time. Yeah. But we celebrated Walt's 51st birthday uh, last season, and we're going to celebrate his 52nd sometime before the end of the series, presumably. That's necessate. I mean, there's going to be a what six to nine month jump to make that happen. Yeah, I think we figured out that that montage of cooking that they did oh, about true. three months. So yeah. yeah, nine months sounds about right. Yeah. So I mean, a lot can happen. Yeah. And we obviously can't make that jump. I mean, do you imagine how pissed people will be if we just come back uh, this uh, episode five? Five or six oh one, I think is how we're calling it. Uh, um, and you know, it's six months after Hank got off the shitter. <laughs> we got that, that can't happen. Yeah, he can't play the whole. Oh well, you know, Brock got the berries, blah blah blah, whatever. You know, he can't play that game with us with with this. He's got to show us the moving parts. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, moving on. Jeffy Jeffrey B says, "I've done a complete rewatch of seasons one through five A. Holy shit, that's some dedication." Yeah. In preparation for Sunday, I began reminiscing on how it all started. In January 2008, while browsing iTunes, I saw a picture of Hal from Malcolm in the Middle wearing glasses, no pants, and holding a gun. <laughs> I thought, what the hell is this? But decided to watch the pilot while finishing up a complicated paper for my senior year of high school that I put off until the last minute. Procrastination might have been the be- one of my best decisions ever, as I can proudly state today that I've been with Breaking Bad from the beginning. My question with the final eight on the horizon is where did you first hear about or see media for Breaking Bad, and what were your first impressions of what you saw? Uh, you should tell your story because that's how I found out. You told me about it. So I wanted to watch Breaking Bad from the beginning. I was a Mad Men fan. Uh, I got the DVDs after season one and started watching season two, and you started hearing some buzz about Breaking Bad. And I remember setting my DVR to record it, and it got all fucked up, and then it was a shortened season because of the writer's strike. And I kind of forgot about it. And uh, it was an Alan Sepinwall interview with Bill Simmons uh, during, I think, the airing of season two. Well, I'm like, yeah, that's, uh, I remember that series. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get my hands on it on the off season. I marathon season one and two, uh, watch season three live, and then I got you into it uh, after season three. You marathon the first three, and then we start a podcast in four and the rest is history. Exactly. So there it is. And I, I remember the same thing when I was seeing advertisements of, the, you know, Malcolm in the Middle's dad 
standing there with his tidy whities and the green apron with a gas mask in one hand and a gun in the other in the desert in front of an RV that's on fire or smoking. And I'm like, the hell? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's probably a pretty common reaction. Uh, P.S. P- Badger Lives, official prediction. Sure. Why not? Uh, PPS, add sands of anarchy to the rotation once Breaking Bad is over. Um, man, we're awful far in to pick that up at this point. Yeah, I haven't seen... I saw a season one, but that was it. I, I know Mad Brew is a huge fan, although he, I don't think he's very pleased with the last two seasons. And I do also have to say that the trailers for this season, the slow motion uh, prelude to a barf brawl, has really got me intrigued in... Uh, to, to start watching it myself. Is that FX? Yes. They have some pretty good shows. I mean, Justified being... Oh, Justified's awesome. Them, that's fantastic. They they were responsible for The Shield. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, Which they, is they a, a show that... Also, The Bridge. You're not watching The Bridge, are you? I haven't seen it yet. I've got them all on you my DVR. Abso- fucking lo- I was kind of off on The Bridge at first because yeah. I found... Uh, what was her name? Diane Kruger's performance so off-putting in the pilot. And is weirdly paced, but I uh, starting with this, uh, episode three, I've been all in on that show. Hmm. Um, I'm really digging it. We might have to pick that. Uh, that might be our Breaking Bad replacement for next year. But but what about? Well, yeah, I guess it's the same time period. I was gonna say, what that, about yeah, Americans yeah. and Homeland and Breaking? Or uh, well, I mean, that's the thing. That's like the, the fall is an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. I could easily do four podcasts a week if I had the time. Right. Uh, John says, uh, my theory, I believe Walt's downfall may be, uh, or many of his worst actions are connected to his drinking. A lot of people focus on Jesse's addiction to meth, but Walt may be a bit of an alcoholic. Addiction is having consequences due to repeated behavior and abuse of a substance. I've made a list of Walt's misdeeds connected to drinking. One, he drinks with Donald before Jane dies. Two, he drinks tequila with Hank Jr. Uh, with, Jun- with Hank Jr. With Jr. and Hank at the party. Uh, drinking with Mike at a bar and crosses the line and gets beat up. He calls Walt Jr. Jesse while loaded up on pills and booze. He tells Hanks Heisenberg is still out there while drunk on wine. He drinks beers with Crazy 8 and kills him. He drinks alone and decides to invite Jesse to dinner. Dismisses Hank while drinking with him, and Hank is talking about chasing monsters. He drinks to celebrate killing Gus. Do you think his... his, Self-medication is going to play into his downfall, Jim. Uh, it definitely could. I mean, that, that cavalier attitude that he showed uh, at the end of the season, last season, uh, it feels like if he gets a few drinks in him, he might let some information spill, you know? And maybe that's Hank's first strategy, is to go back there and, and try to liquor him up a little bit. Would it be interesting to you to see Walt try his own product before the end? Yes. I think it would. I'm kind of surprised neither one of us made that prediction. Yeah. Maybe maybe we have and we just didn't write it down. Uh, Diz in Seattle says, I don't have any spoilers or speculation. I'm absolutely baffled on what to expect. So I'll just throw out what I'd like to see. Uh, Walt's truths, particularly as it pertains to Jesse, all of it, Jane, Brock, Mike, and how Jesse will take it and the consequences it will take on uh, Walt and Jesse's relationship. Uh, Walt's past, the Villigan has done enough alluding to the fact that the history between Walt and Gretchen and Elliot had a lot to do with who Walt is at his core. I want to see how all that unfolded, just to see if Walt was truly wrong or if he did all this to himself long ago. I like that. Do you see uh, the Villigan taking 10 to 15 minutes in the flashback to kind of go back to see how Grey Matter shook out? Uh, No. 
No, because I, I feel like it has been hinted strongly enough that we don't need to actually see it. It would be cool, and also just, just not enough time, man. There's not even eight hours in the season left, and there's a yeah. lot of shit that has to go down. Uh, he uh, Final point was Walt's redemption and demise. Walt has been a destructive force ever since the beginning, destroying the lives of everyone around him. Jesse, Skyler, Hank, Jane, her father, everyone in the airplane disaster. Mike, the boy from the train heist. He needs comeuppance. I personally don't believe getting arrested will be satisfactory. Walt must die. I do want him to try to redeem himself, but just have it be too little, too late. Hmm. Okay, I like that. I can get behind that as well. That's all the feedback we got for non-spoiler feedback, I should say. Uh, we're going to be considering spoilers here in a, a little bit, but uh just want to let everyone know that um, if you want to get give us some more feedback, uh, a little awkward transition, I'm grinding the clutch, I got a little uh, rust on it, send an email to breakinggood at baldmove.com. You can follow us on facebook.com slash baldmove. Uh, and also Twitter at Bald Move. Jim and I both are doing live tweets and live Facebooking during the final episode, so that's always a good time. Um, also, uh, Kickstarter backers, you should be getting something over to email talking about our uh, call-in line that you can use to give us feedback for the Tuesday show. Uh, we probably will not be considering feed. In fact, we definitely will not be considering feedback unless it's some one-off Twitter or Facebook comment uh, for our uh, instant take podcasts. But definitely fill our slammer boxes, make our lives hell uh, this last season, uh, trying to uh, flood us with uh, feedback at those sources. Uh, that's it. Are we ready to go to spoilers? Let's do it, man. It, uh, I'm pumped. I, I can't wait. I can't we're down wait. To, we're, we're down to four days, man. If this, was this t- if this was this time Sunday, we'd be an hour from Breaking Bad. <laughs> okay. Sure, and if it was this time five years ago, we'd be an hour from the premiere. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> and if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Exactly. All right, uh, we'll yeah, see you. Thank ya. you, everybody, for listening, and uh, join us for the season premiere yeah. next week. Next, well, Sunday night, like you said. And join us uh, past the spoilers in the VIP spoiler section if you're not afraid. I do have, yeah. I have in my possession... Uh, I've got all the I've got all the episode titles for all the episodes. I've got a TV guys style two or three sentence synopsis for each. We got some commentary on that. We got some casting news. I've got Super Saiyan megawatt spoilers as well. But I'm going to try a slightly different f- format on this this time. You will not hear those megawatt spoilers in the spoiler section. So if casting news and episode titles and brief synopsis doesn't scare you off, join us. If not, we'll see you next week. Yep, and with that said, until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. back with the spoiler section go ahead and run the preview for the first uh episode no fuck that thing. we're not doing that no more good good that we was decided that somewhere through walking dead i think that that's the dumbest thing that we pro- the dumbest conceit that we do yeah so we're not going to do it anymore 30 seconds of spoiler music is long enough we'll still watch them and we'll talk about them but we're not going to inflict you listening to it um laura mcp 
uh, had a follow-up spoiler email where she said that she had determined that Charlie Rose is going to guest star in Breaking Bad. She said it's, she didn't just determine this. It's a official. He let it leak out, and it was confirmed by Villigan. Yep. Charlie Rose, obviously famous uh, uh, PBS uh, interviewer. How is he going to fit in? Is he going to play himself? Is he going to play another character? What's what's he going to do here, Jim? I really feel like he's going to play himself. Uh, Villigan, of course, can't say that. And he said, oh, he could be anybody. Right. Uh, which, I mean, if you look at, like, Bill Burr and what part he played in this series, I mean, sure, sure, Charlie Rose could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Charlie Rose is Declan's boss. I think that'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> if he does play himself, I think there's two areas uh, that this this could be interesting. Um, one, if he's interviewing like Hank, you know, after all this, you know, all this crazy Albuquerque stuff. Uh-huh. Um, or if your prediction's true and Scholar writes a book, oh. he could be interviewing. I mean, that could be that'd be an interesting final scene. Uh, or one of the final scenes of Skyler, you know, uh, gotten away from all this nonsense and is writing a book about her series, and he's interviewing about her, because that would be a pretty damn good interview. And I wonder how much truth would be in Skyler's book and whether Charlie Rose would find that out. <laughs> she knows a lot. She does, but there's also a lot that she's tied up in. I mean, she has done a shitload of money laundering. Oh, yeah. So unless yeah. she gets immunity, she can't really put that in a book, you know? That's true. That's true. Um, okay, now, uh, super spoiler hound Jesse B, as well as Evan C, uh, tag team, then sent us these follow the following um, episode descriptions and episode titles. We'll get right into that. Uh, C, uh, 601 is entitled Blood Money. Yeah. As Walt and Jesse adjust to life outside the business, Hank grapples with a troubling lead. Uh, well, the title seems to imply that Jesse is going to be grappling with a... A uh, troubling amount of money. Troubling mm-hmm. source of money. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so I, I expect and, to see uh, him. And, I, I expect to see veins a-popping on Jesse's forehead. <laughs> Jaws inflating. <laughs> yeah. Um, Evan C. put in some commentary for these, too. He says, uh, in an attempt at manipulation, Walt refers to Jesse's $5 million as filthy blood money and say my name. So yep. that implies that we're going to be seeing Jesse work through some guilt with that. Oh, definitely. Um, episode two is entitled Buried. Uh, while Skylar's past catches up with her, Walt covers his tracks. Jesse continues to struggle with his guilt. Um, buried. What the hell has been buried in this episode? They didn't They didn't bury the kid. They dissolved him they in a tank of acid. Him. Yeah, that's their go-to move. They the buried bodies. that methylene tank, but... But they're using that. Like, they took that out and put it in the... No, they didn't. They, I'm sure they didn't. They pumped it out of the ground, right? They, they left that tank in the ground. No, no, no. They took that out. It was the, sitting really? in Vomino's Pest for a while, yeah. Oh, I just assumed that was another container, and they, you know, why would uh, they dig that up? And Maybe. And, you know what I mean? As that seems like that's pretty damn risky. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so, what? I mean, what, what, is, what have they buried that would come back to, to haunt them? Is it this is a Tucker's Hole reference? <laughs> well, it's going to try his product and start digging. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I think we cracked the case. Um, let's see. What did uh, Evan say about this, or if anything? He said, the summary, um, as the summary of the first title episode suggests, Walt will indeed be out and Hank will be torn about how to handle his discovery. I believe Jim predicted Hank would help Walt either out of familial loyalty or fear of his own career. But in my opinion... That seems much too anticlimactic and divergent from the show's theme of consequences. Confrontations with both Hank and Jesse are inevitable for Walt. The only question is a matter of when. 
Will the Villigan play cat and mouse all season, or will the tension be ramped up by Walt's unknowing of their plans to bring him down? That's something we kind of asked about as well. Um, yeah. No, I totally agree when he disagrees with my prediction. <laughs> uh, but I, Skyler's, I have to stick with it. Skyler's past catching up. I mean, that, there is that a Binicky problem? Is that a problem with the IRS, a problem with the books? Yeah. I mean, the only real... Aside from laundering Walt's money, the only real crime that Walt, that uh, Skyler has committed is, you know, tax fraud or aiding in Ted's tax fraud. What about the impersonation of an EPA officer on the eyebrow con? Oh, no. Eyebrows. Eyebrow is long gone. He's, he's I, done. Eyebrow con sounds like an expo for fans of giant eyebrows <laughs> or Bogdanovans in general. Eyebrow enhancement. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Evan has a note that a storage unit is listed as a filming location for this episode. So oh, is the money. The money trail buried, being buried, maybe. Yeah. Super, uh, Evan's a super sleuth, man. Uh, episode three, Confessions. Jesse decides to make a change while Walt and Skyler try to deal with an unexpected demand. Oh, no. Uh, what the fuck? What, what would Jesse change? I mean... Jesse would change a- his reluctance to kill Walt, I think. Oh, if, if we're talking confessions, there's a lot of stuff that Walt could confess to Jesse that would make him angry. Yep, and, that's and what... stuff that we've felt throughout the series has needed to come out at some point, right? Well, and also the the next episode's entitled "Rabbit Dog," which is a play on "Problem Dog" that Evan yeah. Evan points out. Um, so, and Jesse described himself as. Well, no, he wasn't the problem dog. No. It was someone else that had put down. Yeah. But it would be interesting that those were two about – it'd be something about Jesse. So yeah. if the confessions that Walt le- gave led to Jesse being a rabid dog, that would be interesting. Yeah, totally. Um, episode five, which uh, also the description for four is an unusual strategy starts to bear fruit while plans are set in motion that could change everything. God, these are some Mad Men level fucking descriptions. Unusual strategy how, tied to Jesse making a change. How many episodes into the series, into the final season, are we here? Four. Is this is is, is Jesse's change wearing a wire? But that wouldn't be an unusual well, strategy. No. So Jesse's change. I mean, at this point, Jesse's out, right? Jesse's change might be. Either getting back in or being uh, not as reluctant to kill Walt. I think that's that's the big change. Uh, I I don't know. It, it's hard to predict at this point because Breaking Bad is such a fast paced, uh, action packed show that it's like, how do you predict halfway through the season what's going to happen? Uh, I don't know. The, man. the variables could be totally different at that point. Right on. So I don't know. Uh, episode five is called to to oh good God, Christ it's uh, Navajo uh, Tohajili Tohajili no no no, no. what to- is it then it, it's Tohajili Tohajili what you you act like, like you like know G- this like G what are you a like- fucking code talker man what the hell <laughs> yes. how do you know that uh, well I I've seen wind talkers I mean are you three quarters Indian or something yeah yeah, yeah. three quarters. I think I've dis- I think I've ascribed every possible race to you in the course of our podcasting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, it's Navajo. Uh, the description is things heat up for Walt in unexpected ways. Uh, 
to Tohajili? No, no, no. Keep going. Tohajili? I'm not going to correct you again. <laughs> Tohajili, that's what it is, uh, is the name of a Navajo reservation in New Mexico. Uh, yeah. Evan mentions that from the fifth episode onward, no character names other than Walter mentioned or hinted, hinted at. Could this mark the beginning of a death march? So I think what he's getting at there is that in the descriptions, no one's name is mentioned. Okay. Which which is either Villigan playing coy because he's going to start killing people and he doesn't want – you know, obviously if Jesse's mentioned in the description of episode eight, then we'll know that Jesse lives there. Sure. All sure. we know for – I mean, uh, we've got Sky, Walt and Skyler up through three – and that's it. Actually, four. There's no. Uh, there's no reference in four. So, so we know this. that Walt and Skyler live through three, and Jesse is at least in two. But that's it. No, no, three. He lives in three too. Okay. Uh, so this may be a death march, or this may be the witness protection episode. Mm. Uh, it would not be a bad place to send them to an Indian reservation, right? Oh well. Did am I crazy or did uh, Saul mention that his cleaner was Indian? Ooh, I, you might be crazy. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I can't. Maybe. I, I don't know. And, and okay, people are going to write in and they're going to be pissed. We're not using Indian pejoratively. That's Indian reservation is the, the the term that everyone uses, right? Right. Is Indian a, is Indian a slur? Uh, no, but it's not the proper way to address Native Americans. Oh, okay. Indigenous people? Yeah. Yeah. Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. No, but we got a fucking NFL team called the Redskins, so it's like I feel like I feel like in, <laughs> yeah. in uh, Native Americans are the one group that really takes it in the ass when it comes to people not even giving a shit about so i don't, I don't want to per- per- perpetuate that so if i'm using the wrong word please let me know but but native american reservation uh is just not not colloquial right right so. uh okay so I, I i just don't know i don't know if i'm remembering that correctly but but whatever i don't know if you are that's that's a big factor yeah um, so let's see. Episode six is Ozymandias. Everyone yeah. copes with radically changed circumstances. Obviously this episode's named after the same poem, uh, that Walt recites in, in the preseason trailer about the inevitable fall of Kings and empires. Yeah. Um, interesting. So, so think about this episode four, Tova Geely, uh, witness protection program. His family, uh, drops dime on him and leaves and heads out for the Indian Reservation. Episode 5, Ozymandias, Walt is looking at the piles of money he has, mm. but he doesn't have his family. And yeah. all of this money means nothing because it isn't what he st- set out to do at the very beginning. Gaze at my works, he mighty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, episode 7 is the Granite State. Events were set in motion long ago, or events set in motion long ago and moved towards a conclusion. The Granite State is New Hampshire, where Walt's fake ID says he's from. Yeah. Uh, Events set in motion long ago. That was a whole season ago, right? Uh, we well, I mean, we, I, 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 I wonder if this is going back all the way to season one. Like if there's, you know. <laughs> it's the tape in the desert. <laughs> oh. Uh, or, or maybe Walt, Walt murders that teenage punk with the sports car. Yeah, I always had the. You know, on his, on his, on his, that, that's what he got the machine gun for. The, the Corvette, the guy who's car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had to get his <laughs> wheels real clean. Yeah. Real clean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, last episode, Felina, there is no summary available. 
Uh, Felina is an anagram for final and is also Spanish for feline or cat-like. Vince has stated in this episode, the final episode will be polarizing, and the cast and crew members are sure that the season finale wraps up all loose ends. Evan says, uh, seeing as a play on words, the finale's title could likely be a fake. However, given the show's proud tradition of Spanish titles, uh, such as Negro y Azul, No Mas, Caballo, uh, Caballo Sin Nombre, Mas, Hermanos, and Salud, Felina could actually be a significant clue. Walt has been very cat-like in one way. His inexplicable ability to survive, whether it be from cancer, car wrecks, fulminated mercury to Mexican cartel, red phosphorus, fuge states, gun-toting drug dealers, axe-welding twins, lobectomies, dehydration, grill fires, pepper spray, box cutters, flies, car explosions, rice cooking, homemade bombs, fights on hardwood floors, electricity burns, paper towel dispensers, tasers <laughs> through the butthole, or Mike. I'm referring, of course, to the common myth that cats have nine lives. This may sound crazy, but don't forget Seasons 5's Hazard Pay, where along with introducing us to Vamanos Pest, Tony Montana makes one of his numerous cockroach references in Scarface, followed by Walt asking, everyone dies in this movie, don't they? Perhaps the finale marks the end of Walt's pest-like resilience. He's run out of his nine lives. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, solid speculation. Um, so that's what we got. Uh, we also have a scene by scene breakdown of the episode and I couldn't bring myself to read it. I was three scenes in and I had this kind of like stink eye look on my face and like this pinched pissy expression. And I just realized that if nothing else, I've waited a year. I want to see the first episode, uh, spoiler free. So I then... Without reading the rest, I copied and pasted it into uh, a WordPress template. I'm going to post the link to that in the show notes with the big old fat spoiler warning not to click on it unless you want to scene by scene. That way, if you're a spoiler hound, you want to see that uh, and 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 uh, have that knowledge. I just want to bail. I, I, I might not do this for every – because I have a feeling we'll get these level of spoilers all season long if they're started already. Mm-hmm. However, if we haven't – uh, I, I'll probably go back to the regular format next week. I just wanted this one one episode to kind of bask in ignorance. Uh, so I'm interested to see what people think about that. I hope you forgive me. Uh, but again, if you want to go, go to baldmove.com, look up this show, uh, click on the show notes, and you will see the link. It's it's uh, ready to go. You know, I – And thanks to Jesse. Thanks to Jesse B. for sending that. I just, uh, I just, I just couldn't do it, man. It was, it was, it was rubbing. It was. Uh, I've never had a strong spoiler adverse reaction before, but that that's that that happened to me, so I had this, to bail. This is pr- probably my favorite. It's it's very close between Mad Men and this, but it's, it's probably my favorite show on television. I kind of want to stick with the uh, Google Doc format for those level of spoilers. Like a scene-by-scene scene breakdown, I think that's a good idea. People who still want it can still get it, and we don't have to be subject to it, you know? If you... I mean, I, the thing is, is I don't... I think I'll... I don't, won't mind eventually, uh, and I, we can do like I do with Mad Brew, where I just dismiss you uh, before we get to that part. Because, like I said, I don't usually mind reading it, but I'm, I'm just interested to see anyone that's listening to spoiler sections, what would they rather have? Would they rather... Because I know a lot of people are going like, man, it's bullshit. I'm going to go to the website and click on spoilers. I can see people, and I'll take one for the team. I just wanted this one episode to myself. So that's all we got, though. Everything else is in a 
uh, a a private or not a private, but it's not posted on our webpage template that you got to click through on our show notes. So, okay, then that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we we already talked about it. We, we're, I mean, it feels weird, but yeah, we're done. We're done. Let's just let's just hang up. All right. right yeah. So each other. They they got an extra like minute or so out of us after that stuttering uh, and stammering. No, no, no. After the problem we had with the last episode, this is like an hour forty-one. This is hour forty. Oh, okay. I forgot how much crap, well, how much bullshit we got up to before the cast this time. So yeah, okay. Yeah. So congratulations. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't get screwed over by our uh, technical problem. You got you got a little extra something, something. Yeah, and it only took us, you know, another two hours to, to sort it out. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll be back. We'll be back Sunday night with uh, a fresh cast right after the show. Piping hot. Uh, super, super excited. And uh, until then, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See ya this weekend.